When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. American Giant makes great clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, and more right here in the U.S. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order with code STAPLE20. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com, code STAPLE20. Well met, fellow adventurers. So you're back in Songard Island in order to explore the Songard Dungeons. And presumably to get someone out. Of there. Adventures of this. No, wait, no, it's not there. West Camp. Adventures. Dungeons of Stalingrad. It is a task of utmost secrecy. Dire peril that sends you into the shadowy corridors beneath Stalingrad Keep. Start this adventure. Embark on this adventure. Good of you to come so quickly, dear friends says Brain Farwind, thrusting a steaming mug of Palo into your chilled hands as he ushers you into this tent. After asking you to seat yourself, the Thane, disguised as the mercenary Captain Millenor, draws close the thick flap, picks up his own mug from the cluttered surface on the map-strewn table. They say the winters on the Isle are harsh, he says, making reference to the biting cold, frigid winds that sweeps across the island in this clear mo- this clear morning in early autumn. I can't find a single reason to dispute that. The onset of winter is certainly certainly to be the least of our concerns, particularly with what was made known to me last evening. Dane tells you he's learned that one of his most important agents was captured three days ago while attempting to ske- steal an item from Thane Mazenbach's private chamber within the keep. He's quick to admit that he fears what his particular might agent might be coerced into revealing to his captures. He is a man whose heart and spirit will not be easily broken, he says, setting down his mug on the edge of the table. Yes, I fear what lies in store for him at the hand of his jailers. There is a possibility that his enemies learn more from him than any of us could hope. And such a thing might easily be the start of our undoing. It must not come to pass. Thane Porrand picks up his streaming mug, draws it to his lips, but quickly sets it down without ever taking a sip. He places his hands on his hips and rubs his thumb across the rounded plomis pommel of his sword. He is in the dungeons beneath the keep, he said, his eyes wandering the walls of the tent. His immediate thoughts are disconnected with his spoken words. This is a mission of grave importance and great danger. 
and one I will entrust to no one but you, Talis Jr. You must make haste, for time is no ally in this task. Never before has all we worked towards with regard to this strange and tangling business been so very near to collapse. It is, it is you. It is in you we now place our trust. Without hesitation, you stand and initiate a shoulder cross with Thane, and tell him you are prepared to undertake the mission at once. He nods and tells you there are special precautions that will be taken if you are to find your way into the dungeons and rescue this imprisoned agent. I've been able to gather these, he says, motioning towards the ground at the back of the tent, where a group of hidden objects lie beneath a wagged, grimy length of cloth. We reach down and pull aside the cloth, revealing three pieces of armour and five weapons. Thane Poen toes the assorted pieces with his leather-clad foot, tells you they are the weapons and armour common, common to guards stationed in the keep's dungeons. The guards in the dungeons are unlike the others you'll find about the keep, he says, his voice adopting a cautionary tone. They are loyal to only Thane Mazenbach, and perhaps a few others in his immediate circle of confederates. They are skilled fighters, Talis Jr., and will undoubtedly give their lives to protect their charge. Great indeed must be the secrets in the belly of the keep. Though, though, though we only need concern ourselves with a single prisoner at the moment, a man I very much hope we will find alive. You stare down at the weapons and armour lying at your feet. Thelma tells you you must wear the helm, chain shirt and tabard to have any hopes of being able to, to be able to move freely about the dungeons. He also tells you you must choose to wield one of the weapons common among Mazapak's elite guards. Got a guard's chain, how? This is a chain helm given to you by Thane Holland to help disguise you as one of Sarnguard Keep's guards. It's a chain shirt. Same thing, but with shirt. This is the cabot. This is the cabot given you to by Thane Poland to help disguise you as one of Sarnguard's keeps guards. There are enough of these elite guards on now. You should be able to pass one of them, provided you remain in their garb and wield only those weapons you might hope to possess. He says, "I cannot guarantee you will slip slip past their scrutiny, but it's certainly piercing. It's a risk we must take." Thane and asks you which of the five weapons you will choose to wield on this mission. The longsword, the axe, the spear, the mace, or the dagger. I'll take the mace. You've got the guard's mace. This is the mace given to you by Thane Poland to help disguise you as one of Sangar Keep's guards. This weapon is of exceptional quality. Although, of course, it's absolute trash compared to what I usually wield. As you take hold of your chosen, we chosen weapon, Thane Poland again reminds you that to maintain your disguise as a guardsman, you must employ only this mission, this weapon, while on your mission. The Thane once again warns you to wear all pieces of the guard's armour and only wield the weapon you've chosen while on this mission. Certainly see the sense 
and his advice and decided it would be best to equip these items right away. You should now equip the three pieces of guard's armor and the weapon you've just chosen. Okay. Okay, guard's mace on. Guard's chain shirt on. Guard's chain helm on. Now to the tabard. Guard's tabard on. I'm now quite a bit weaker than I previously was. Because I'm stuck with normal people equipment in a few of my slots. Alright, I've done that. You must be very cautious, Talis Jr., he says, when you finish sorting out your newly acquired equipment. Suspicions have been roused with the capture of my agent. Uh, suspicions have likely been roused with the capture of my agent. We must remove him from that place before he's broken, and our cover is pulled away. And the outcome of our endeavours left a certain ruin. My prayers go with you to that place. Rasta Thane, how you will know his agent, and his eyes widen. This is the very notion that's nearly eluded you. He will not know you in your current guise, though I'm certain he knows of you, he says, squinting as he pierces the bridge of his nose between his thumb and forefinger. He has a long scar beneath his left eye, and a plainfully crooked, badly broken nose. His appearance rarely stays the same for very long, but these two features are at least, consist least constant. He will answer to the name... Streak. Thane Poran tells you the entrance to the dungeons can, can be found at the guarded stair, the northern end of the keep's central passage. You assure him you will find and three his captured agent, that to which he responds with a curt nod. The fate of our enterprise rests solely in your hands, Soup, he says, lowering his voice. I can think of no one more capable at Capable, I, I think of a, of no more capable grasp in which to place it. With that, you take your leave of the Thane and turn your thoughts to the daunting task now before you. As you make your way out of the West Camp and back towards the Keep, begin to formulate a plan, one that you hope will get you into the dungeon and allow you to find and rescue the agent known only as Strig. You wait until night has fallen before leaving your quarters and making your way through the mostly deserted passages of the keep towards the north end of the main corridor. There you discover much of what you expected you would. A lone guardsman standing before the door that seals the stairs leading down into the dungeon. This end of the hall is only dimly lit by a pair of flickering lamps. Haven't yet been spotted. As you lurk in the shadows, a safe distance from the guard, you begin to contemplate how it is you will get through the door and down into the dungeons of Sarnguard. I can just approach the guard. I can use illusion, feathery, or telekinesis. I will use illusion. Succeeded. 16 XP to illusion. You channel your power of illusion and watch with growing satisfaction as the masterful likeness of another Keep's Guardsman appears at the mouth of a nearby adjoining passage. The illusionary guard silently motions for the other to follow him. Just a matter of moments, the door at the end of the corridor is left unattended. Oh dear, you're not supposed to do that! You steal forward and slip through the door, closing it softly in your wake. 
As your eyes adjust to the darkness behind the door, you find yourself standing on a narrow landing at the top of the steep stairs that lead down into the dungeons beneath the keep. If only dust, dust began your descent onto, onto of the unlit stairs, and the sudden and chilling sound of soft footfalls from below sends your pulse racing. Someone has begun a rapid ascent. With no time to spare, you spot a steep, steep hollow on the left of the stairwell, just below where you stand, and immediately head for it, moving off of the steps only a moment before the arrival of the slender and bent cloaked figure. Pick a number, bonus of 28, 18 from thievery, 10 from luck, and a 50 or more. Success with 87. Pressed into the back of the shadow-filled hollow, the edge of the stairs, you watch as the cloaked figure passes by, disappearing up the steps with great haste, apparently oblivious to your presence. The door at the top of the stairs is opened and closed. The silence once again fills the stairwell. Confident you've avoided detection by whoever just rapidly climbed the steps, you move out of your hiding place and boldly resume your descent. You, you complete the remainder of your descent with great caution, remaining alert for any sound that would indicate you are not alone on the stairs. At the bottom of the steps, you move into a broad, torch-lit passage and get your first full breath of the musty air that fills the dungeons beneath Sarnguard Keep. You stand at the base of the stairs that lead up and out of the keep's dungeon. These dim, musty passages beneath Sarnguard Keep appear to have undergone recent renovation. Despite the brackety torches that hang along the walls at several regular intervals, thick gloom pervades the wide corridors of this foul prison. So I'm right in the middle of the prison right now, and there's four cells around me, and then there's a, a big corridor around the edge with cells on all the sides of there too. Okay, your cautious progress along the torch-lit corridor is brought to an abrupt halt by an unwelcome encounter. You suddenly find yourself face to face with a glowing, glowing sword-wielding guardsman. Guard seems immediately suspicious and demands you identify yourself or reveal what business have brought you down into the dungeon. So I can just attack the guard and probably blow my cover wide open and then it will just be a murder fest or I can attempt to bluff my way past the guard I'm going to try that at least I'm going to try to keep my cover what there is of it anyway you boldly attempt to bluff your way past the suspicious guard bonus of 45 picking a number 18 for diplomacy 7 for thievery 10 from luck, 10 from mind, need 75 or more. Success! Your bravado in the face of the wary guard has paid off. The lone guardsman seems to accept your explanation for your presence in the dungeon and tells you to quickly get completely your assigned task and depart. With that, the guard turns and strides off along the passage. When he is no longer in sight, breathe a sigh of relief and promptly resume your exploration. So, there's something to the north and something to the south. So, to the north. 
You're standing directly beneath a heavy iron door that seals off one of the many cells in the keep's dungeon. Small barred window, barely larger than your hand, is set into the door at eye level. Midway up the left side of the door is a thick iron plate, centre of which is a small keyhole. The door is locked. Recently realised that forcing open this heavy, reinforced iron door is not an option. You will need to figure out some way of opening it. Firstly, peer through the small window. Hold up, you peer through the small barred window. Make out a huddled shape against the far wall of the goom, goom laden cell. Okay, gonna open this door. You step forward and carefully examine the heavy door. There is an item I could use if I found it, but I haven't found it yet. So, if I had telekinesis, shadow magic, or destruction at level 70, I could use them, but I don't, so I can't. So, thievery. Use that. Succeeded. 16 XP to thievery. With little difficulty, you managed to pick the lock. A soft click from somewhere within the door indicates you have succeeded. The heavy iron door can now be opened. So I can now open the door. You quietly open the heavy iron door and step cautiously into the dark cell beyond. Sitting against the far wall of this small cell, this head slumped forward is a grimy, wag-clad prisoner who appears to have suffered great harm at the hands of his jailers. As you approach the man, he warily raises his head and stares at you with a wide-eyed look of fear. Your, your swift assurance you mean him no harm seem, seems to do little to set him at ease. After only a few moments, his head once again slumps forward. You sense this unfortunate prisoner is near to death. You're certain, having seen his face, is not the man Thane Poland tasked you with rescuing. So can I attempt to rouse him? You know, just make noises and stuff. No, no, I'll just restore him. Call upon your power of restoration. It succeeded. 16 XP to restoration. The warm glow of your healing powers washes over the prisoner. Within moments, the man is able to rise and painfully stagger to his feet. The prisoner, who grimaces repeatedly as he struggles to stay on his feet, thanks for coming to his rescue, tells you that he was formerly a soldier and was gailed here nearly six weeks ago for refusing to kill a suspected spy. He tells you he now wishes to escape the island at all cost, with a strong desire to leave this man to safety, lead him out of the cell and up the stairs to the north end of the keep's main hall. Alas, certain the coast is clear, you send him out into the corridor and wish him luck on his escape from the isle. Thanks you again and hastily meets you in the short cross before turning and swiftly departing. When it's no longer in sight, you turn and once again descend into the dungeons. Okay. Okay, now I've done the north one, now the south door. You're standing before a heavy iron door that seals off one of the many cells in the keep's dungeon. A small barred window, barely larger than your hand, is set to door at iron level. Midway up the left side of the door is a thick iron plate, the centre of which is a small keyhole. The door is locked. You immediately realise that forcing open this heavy, reinforced iron door is not a viable option. 
need to figure out some other way of opening it. So I'll attempt to open it. Can use feathery. Succeeded. 16 XP to feathery. Little difficulty, you managed to pick the lock. A soft click from somewhere within the door indicates you succeeded. The heavy iron door can now be opened. Okay, open the door, step into the cell. Quietly open the heavy iron door and step cautiously into the dark cell beyond. The small cell is empty, though all evidence seems to suggest it may have recently been occupied. After making a quick search of the chamber, you step out into the corridor, taking care to carefully, quietly close the door as you leave. Okay, alright, I'm going to the east side now. Okay, going a bit south. There's a door. So doors like all the other doors. Peer through the small window. Spend several moments peering through the small barred window, but able to make out anything definite in the gloomy cell beyond the door. Attempt to open the door. Use feathery. Pick the lock. Open the door. Peer into the cell. The small cell is empty, for all evidence seems to suggest it may have recently been occupied. After making a quick search of the chamber, you step back into the car corridor, taking care to quietly close the door as you leave. Okay, nothing in that one. Maybe this one here, on the north side of the east corridor. Okay, so it's another door. Open the door. Feathery. Now be opened, step into the cell. You quietly open the heavy door and step cautiously into the dark cell beyond. The cell cell is empty. All evidence seems to suggest that it may have recently been occupied. Making a quick search of the chamber, you step back into the corridor, taking care to quietly close the door as you leave. Okay, hmm. There's someone in the corner but to progress I have to get round them several yards ahead of you standing in the middle of the passage swathed in the flickering light of a nearby torch stands a large stands a lone guardsman a stoic figure his hand resting dutifully on the pommel of his shirt chief blade and his eyes scouring the gloom in all directions maintains a solitary vigil in the shadow field Dungeon corridor. You're quick to spot an iron key dangling from the hook on the guard's belt. Despite your precarious proximity to the guard, you've not yet been 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 spotted. So I could sneak to the south. I can attack to the guard, which would of course put him permanently out of business, but would be very suspicious. Or I can attempt to slip past the guard, or I can attempt to retrieve his keys. I'll retrieve his keys. Decide to try to steal the key dangling from a hook on the guard's belt. Use telekinesis. If I had shadow magic at 70, I could use that. Or thievery. I'll use thievery. Succeeded. 16 XP to thievery. With relative ease, you steal forward through the gloom. Pushes yourself directly behind the unsuspecting guard. Moments later, you stealthily retreat back into the shadows, having adeptly removed the key from the hook on the guardsman's belt. It's guard key number three. 
Okay, so now I have his keys. I can't see those keys again, so I can just sneak to the cell, attack the guard, or attempt to slip past the guard. Decide to attempt to guess to get past the lone guardsman without being spotted. I can use telekinesis, illusion, gating, or shadow magic. I'll use shadow magic. Succeeded. You channel your power of shadow magic and at once your head is filled with a grim chorus of soft but ghastly voices. The thick bands of gloom that cling to the walls of the corridor weave as they draw up to envelop you in a deep web of shadow that serves to conceal you as you steal slightly along the passage. Cloaked in the shadows you are summoned, you move safely past the unsuspecting guard. Okay. Once safely past the vigilant guardsman, you prepare to resume your exploration of the dungeon. So there are there's pa there's cells to the north and to the east, and there's a passage to the west. I'll go to the eastern cell. It's another one. It's another door like the other doors. Peer through the small window. You peer through the small barred window and immediately note a broad, towering figure standing against the far wall of the gloom-laden cell. Attempt to open the door. Will that guard key work? Let's just give it a look. The key fits perfectly into the lock. You turn it slowly and are elated when a soft click reaches your ears, indicating the heavy iron door is now unlocked. So I can open the door. You quietly open the heavy iron door and step cautiously to the dark cell beyond. Your eyes are immediately drawn to a broad towering figure, cloaked in the deep gloom on the far side of the small cell. With a notable shudder and a low groan, the massive figure steps into view, revealing itself to be a fearsome construct of stone and iron. Immediately recall your encounters with these very same sort of construct in the bog ruins you discovered in the jagged hills. As the construct stops, stops threateningly in your direction, you realise you must either hold your ground and face its impending attack, or flee from the cell. Well, I don't want it chasing me and making so making a lot of noise, so... Hold your ground and engage the mighty construct. With surprising swiftness, the massive stone and iron construct is upon you, striking out with its fearsome, energy-entwined fists. Stone and metal construct. Ooh! Oh, oh, oh! The massive construct shudders as its metal fists suddenly emit a fierce golden glow. You sense the construct is slowly increasing its strength. While the hulking stone and metal construct smashes at you with its energy entwined fists. Okay, it's slowly increasing its strength, but not enough. It is now slain. 70 XP. With a loud groan and a violent shudder, the towering stone and iron construct collapses into a heap on the floor of a small cell. To making a quick search of the remains of the fearsome foe, you turn and step out of the cell taking care to quietly close the door as you leave. Back to the west. Out, it's the guard again. Okay, I'm going to have to slip past the guard using telekinesis. Channeling your power of telekinesis and your use of your mastery of mind 
matter to telekinetically hurl a small series of stones along the passage in the direction of the lone guardsman. Alerted by the noise, the guard dutifully moves off into the gloom to investigate, momentarily abandoning his post. Seizing the opportunity, you steal forward through the shadows and move past the unsuspecting guard without being seen. This is why you have two guards in one place. So if something happens, you can still have a guard there to, you know, guard. If one guard by himself really can't do much, because the moment they move, it's unguarded. And if they can't move, they can't guard. <laughs> yes. Okay, so it look it looks like all the corners have those constructs in them. So, so I think I'm going to ignore the corners from now on. Maybe that 70 XP is pretty nice, but you you don't want to hear about all that. Okay, it's another door. Attempt to open the door. Feathery, 16 XP to Feathery, open the door. As you step into a small cell, your eyes are immediately drawn to a thin figure of a man slumped over in a far corner. The pile of chains, the pile of chains lying at his feet. The prisoner who displays obvious signs of misuse, the hands of his captures, seems to have worked his way free of his heavy bonds. First you suspect he's unconscious. But as you slowly approach the corner in which he stumped, he slowly rises, raises his head and flashes you a weary but defiant grin. Your pulse quickens as you readily identify the long scar beneath his left eye and a crooked nose that has obviously suffered a rather nasty break at some point in the past. Certainly you have found Thane Portland's imprisoned agent, Strig. As the man tilts his head to look up at you, you get your first direct view of his face, and your heart nearly skips a beat. From this angle, his countenance almost resembles the face of a fierce bird. Suddenly it dawns on you. The Thane's captured agent, and the very man crouched in the corner of the cell, only a few feet from you, is none other than the Owl, a master thief whose fearsome reputation and legendary exploits allowed his stature to rise to near-mythic proportions. The infamous woes road groans as the grin affixed to his narrow, shrewd face steadily broadens. Now there's an entry for the Owl. The Owl. The Grand Master Thief, an adventurer known as the Owl, has obtained a rather infamous reputation throughout the realms, primarily due to his dangerous, and more often than not illegal, exploits. Does it believe that this master woe detests violence? and goes out of his way to avoid it. There are many who claim this stance is merely a ploy to keep his enemies off guard and hide his truly fearsome combat abilities. While his true name is not known, the Owl, known simply as Owl among his few confederates, is said to have earned his moniker due to the fierce, bird-like appearance of his face, a set of piercing bark eyes and a badly broken nose, only hope to strengthen this contention. In recent years, the owl has all but disappeared from his former haunts, most notably the streets of Talonus, 
There are many who believe that the master thief, who works only on his own behalf, has at last met his end. Well, it turns out he hasn't, because there he is. Wasting no time, you step forward and extend your hand, eager to help your charge regain his feet. As you draw near, near, the owl springs up and steps back against the wall, fixing his piercing and somewhat unnerving gaze upon you. Suddenly realising he may believe you are one of the dungeon's guards, you quickly tell the master thief you are here to rescue him, urging Thane Poland. Almost immediately, his, his fierce gaze softens, and the look of bewildered joy spreads across his worn, angular face. The man known as the Owl steps forward and initiates a shoulder cross before his hailing sharply. Thought the old lad had given me up for the dead, he says, pushing his long graying back his long graying locks with his hands. Must say, it's nice to be remembered by a thane, and to have such an illustrious fellow come to my rescue. A fine job all round. As if he sensed your recognition of him, the owl confirms his suspicions and wildly demands that you not to tell anyone you've seen him. They all think I'm five years dead back home, he says. You'll have to trust me when I tell you, friend, that in my place, it's quite a bit easier that way. The owl tells you that he's honoured to have at last met you. For a moment, you're taken aback, as you're not certain how you could have possibly seen through your magical disguise. You needn't worry, he says. As is reading concern over your face, Fane Poland sends only the best to do his bidding. I've long thought that you were somehow in his service, Soup, but you've nothing to fear. The secret is quite safe with me. Feeling suddenly emboldened and somewhat put off by his identification of you, you ask the Master Feet how is it he came to be locked in a dungeon with no ready means of escape. They took every last thing I had, he says. Well, save one anyhow. Without my old trustworthy set of tools, I'm afraid I'm about as much chance of slipping out of here as you do. Before you can respond to his last fighting jab, the owl says something that shocks you. Be interested to know that I came to Sargon, not only to help out, to help the good thing, he says, eyeing you closely, but to seek out a capable hand to help me with a small matter. I care not to discuss here and now. I came here seeking you, Zoop, and I'm glad... That I, I'm glad I am to have finally met up with you. He asks the owl what this matter is, the cause of seek you out, and shakes his head. I will tell you soon enough, he says. Then we can see, then we'll see just how able you are to resist a corner adventure. I never could. I can tell you that it's in every way a part of all that you find yourself entangled in upon this accursed shore. The sudden sound of many footfalls on the passage outside the cell sends your pulse racing and the owl springs, in, springs to the door, thrusting his head out in the shadowy corridor. The footfalls slowly fade into silence. I cannot linger here, and neither should you, he says, pushing back his lengthy grey hair with his right hand. I will meet up with you on the aisle, for so much as a week have passed. Tell our mutual friend I have sprung. Perhaps I'll pay him a visit. Or perhaps not. The owl again sinks his head out into the passage and then pushes it back into the cell. Many thanks, friends, he says, as he motions with his head to the far corner of the cell. That a small token there is yours to have. I believe you have quite a collection underway. You turn and spot a small object lying against the wall in the corner. 
When you turn back to ask out what it is, you're shocked to see it is nowhere in sight. You leap to the floor and peer, leap to the door and peer out into the corridor. And there, but there is no sign, and no longer any sign of the master thief. Believing that he has already left to make his own way out of the dungeon, you step across the cell and retrieve the item he has left you. Only to discover it is yet another of those small platinum coins, and that makes it so I now have five of them. There's two to go until I have all seven. You pocket the coin, wondering how Al came to be in possession of it, and about to make your way out of the cell, and the sound of many footfalls suddenly erupts in the passage outside. A large group is approaching, with bated breath and a pounding heart. You wait as the footfalls draw up just outside the small cell. Before you even have time to react, the door is thrown open, and Luracan, flanked by four, by four guards, two of them bearing lamps, step into the cell and comes to stand before you. The dour-faced advisor's eyes narrow as he immediately recognises you. But not to surprise, he orders the guards to leave. When they are gone, he steps forward and folds his arms. I assume he is gone? Not his question has caught you off guard. For a moment, you're cert not certain how to respond. You eventually nod and are again surprised when he nods in turn. Let us not speak of this again, he says, turning and heading out of the cell. As he reaches the door, he spins to face you. The passages have been cleared to the stairs, including the hall above. He says, leave and do not return to this place. Shocked by this, by this strange and unexpected turn of events, prepared to accept the advisor of his words, you're about to step out of the cell when he suddenly grabs hold of your arm, causing you to instinctively turn and face him. Well done, he says flatly, not in response. Not quite sure what to make of the bizarre encounter. You make your way out into the dungeon corridor, leaving Luca and alone in the empty cell. Lock him in, lock him in, lock him in. Lucan's words protrude as you have no difficulty making your way out of the dungeon and back to the somewhat friendlier upper halls of the keep. For several hours, until just after dawn's first light, you remain in your quarters, unable to sleep, anxious to return to Thane Bowen's tent in the West Camp and report the success of your mission. As day breaks, you find yourself stepping into the Thane's tent and eagerly accepting the steaming mug of Palo, he swiftly thrusts into your hand. Thane Poland smiles as you report the success of your mission to him, though he is quick to admit he had already learned of it from another source. Of a visit from our friends in the wee hours, he tells you as he sips from his wooden mug. He's already donned a noteworthy and nearly impenetrable disguise, and is already back at the task he is yet to complete. The Thane places his places his hand on your shoulder and tells you that you have succeeded beyond even his lofty expectations and restored his waning hope in the endeavour that he has undertaken on this island. You make mention of your strange encounter with Lucuin, the end of your mission and the Thane nods. Odd indeed are those we find ourselves shoulder to shoulder with in a dire, dire hour such as this, he says, which is a single cause that unites us all. One that will be made plain to you in the days to come. 
I dare not reveal more to you than has already been revealed. There is danger you know more than one must. For now. The Fader also tells you the Owl told him of his desire to ask your help in the next phase of his mission. He does not seek my permission, mind, says Thane, for he seeks such thing from anyone. He did not wish that I should be surprised if you were to suddenly disappear from these shores for a small while. He asks the Thane what it is the Owl needs your help with. My own task remains here on this island, he says. But I hope you will consider his request for your services, though it may lead you far from this place. He is very much involved in that in which we find ourselves entangled. He is a good man, Zoop, and a staunch ally. He knows more about this affair than, than either of us might hope to. to expect, I, would expect, I would expect he will come seeking you soon enough. The Thane listens intently as you relate to him all the details of your adventures in the dungeons beneath the keep. Right up to your rescue of the Owl and your encounters with Luricon. Slipped away. Just like that, did he? Says Thane Porrin, shaking his head in reference to the Owl's sudden disappearance in the cell. He did the same thing to me earlier with that. He almost always leaves in such a fashion. Silence as a breeze. Suppose you had no trouble identifying him. I believe my description of his painfully crooked beak was on the mark, you would say. You share a laugh with the Thano with his rather cutting remarks. What he says next catches you off guard. And I don't suppose you'll ever and I don't suppose you'll ever come round to forgiving me for breaking it. But that was a few few years back now. Things were a bit different then. Of course he did. You speak with the Thane long into the night, until at last you take your leave of his company and head out, head out of the west camp and back in the direction of the keep. As you climb the steep stony path that leads up to the gates of the Grim Island Fortress, you can't help but wonder when you will next encounter Al, and what sort of grand adventure lies in store for you in the days ahead. This finishes the Dungeons of Sargard. I get 1,024 experience to general and 256 experience to all skills and powers, which is nice. Oh, okay, you're surprised to discover that Thane is not to be found in or around his camp. Several careful inquiries among his vassal. Arden Mercenaries reveals not a single clue as to his current whereabouts. Okay, stop exploring. West. Save. Okay, leave the island. As late afternoon wanes, giving sun, gently giving way to dusk, you steal out your keep and make your way south through the wooded hills towards the hidden cave the portal that will bear you back to Trin Keep. Despite having taken every precaution to ensure you weren't followed, you do not feel at ease until you once again standing before the black, pulsing vortex inside the forest cave. Once again, you are thankful to have found the cave unoccupied. By all appearances, undisturbed since your last visit, you linger a few minutes in the back of the cave listening intently to the sounds of the forest outside. 
eagerly seeking any noise indicate you are not alone when you are certain that you are that indeed you are alone that you have not been followed you take one last look around the gloomy interior of the cave then step into the swirling portal the void through which you've been tumbling promptly vanishes you find yourself once again in a lonely room nestled in the bowels of twinned keep behind you hovering against the wall is the swirling portal from which you've just emerged Happy to once again be back in a familiar place, and strangely pleased to return to an empty room, having considered the passing words of my law. You steal out of the chamber, softly closing the door behind yourself. Leave the keep to the city gates, and now the proving grounds. Proving ground six: the elder throne has now been unlocked. From the dangerous shores of Stargard Isle to the embattled streets of the powerful remote city-state of Carson, you find your fate and those of all the free nations of the North Broadlands entangled in a sinister web, a deadly snare spun by a faceless enemy. It is squarely upon your shoulders and those of your companion, your unlikely companion, the legendary master thief known only as the Owl that desperate hopes of an imperiled realm have solemnly settled. That, I, won't, I, don't th I don't think I'll be doing that next time, because this is a very, very tough adventure. So before I do that, I want to do a lot of stuff that make me, that make me, that make me stronger. I'll start with a switch back to my regular equipment. That'll help a bit. Okay, Windows Crimson Tabard. There. Back to the normal equipment. But also there's there's a certain shield I want to get first. And another thing I want to get is the Quickstone and the Wanda Dragonfire. Um, pro pro um, probably wait until my MR is at least, say, 190 before I start. Probably want Shadow Magic up to 70 at least. Maybe some more. Shouldn't be too difficult. It's nearly there. Yes, that's... Yep. But, but that, that, that's... So, next time... Next time, what should I do? Next time I will be continuing the quest for the Wand of Dragonfire. Which, previously, I've got the ten, I had to fight this giant, incredibly tough dragon ten times to get ten shards. To get this item called... Jagged Iron Shards. I've got ten of them by fighting Irroja in the Copper Woods in Thanevale. And now I have ten, I can I can move on to the next part of that quest. But that will be for next time. Until then, once again I'm saving and farewell, fellow adventurers.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.